You're listening to Healthy House Calls with Angel. And today we're talking about everything you need to know to flip your metabolic switch, to drop those pounds, improve your health, get more energy, live longer and live better. Fasting over 40 is next. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am your host, Angel Shannon, giving you tips, tools, and holistic strategies to live a healthier life by intentional design. Join me as we explore the landscape of lifestyle medicine, offering practical tips that help you eat, sleep, move, and live better, and help you become fit and functional for life. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. So here we are, folks, in the middle of the holiday season, and you know what's coming. You know what's coming. In a few weeks, we're all going to get bombarded with everything and anything that pertains to losing weight, getting healthy, eating clean, joining the gym, resolutions. You know it. It's coming right? There are going to be programs and products and promotions coming from every direction about how you too can lose that 50 pounds in just three weeks. If you buy XYZ, if you take my program, I'm the expert over here. You know, look at me, look at me. There's going to be every expert and influencer on the planet who will tell you their story, quote unquote, about their weight loss journey and how you too can lose the 50 pounds like they lost and get into your summer bikini if you buy this product or take this free masterclass or use this code, etc., etc., etc. Well, my beautiful listeners, that's why you're part of this community. And it's why I want to give you this episode ahead of time so that you can be on your A-game so that you can learn how to flip your own metabolic switch right from home without ever getting caught up in another sales game about weight loss, a billion-dollar industry working overtime, and I mean overtime, to become a multi-billion-dollar industry. It probably already is. Okay, so who's this episode for? It is for you. It is for you. It is for me. It is for all of us to understand the power of intermittent fasting. But if you are a woman or man over 40 who's been struggling with weight loss, if you're having trouble sleeping, if you want to tune up your immune health, if you want to live longer, live better, this episode is for you. If you're over 40 and you're feeling fatigued, trouble focusing, difficulty staying on context, low libido, if you're having mood swings, you know, if your appetite's going up and down, if you're, you know, you've got issues going on that make you feel just not your best, if you've got a healthcare provider who keeps telling you you're fine and you don't really feel fine, this episode is for you. Because I want to tell you how intermittent fasting can help you in every single area of your life, in your health, how intermittent fasting can help you age well. That's what this show is all about, folks. The tips, tools, and strategies you need to help you live longer and live better with lifestyle medicine, to keep making the science simple so that you can live longer and live better. 
Okay, so let's get in. Let's get a little backstory. Starting in your 30s, your body stops its growth phase. In your 30s, it starts to gradually lose muscle mass. And the, the medical term for this is sarcopenia. Okay, sarcopenia. As you're losing muscle, you're also likely gaining fat. Most of us have more muscle in our 20s and early 30s than we do in the later decades, like our 50s and 60s. Now, the, this isn't just a problem because of not being able to fit in your jeans or a pretty dress, okay? The weight gain and the loss of muscle mass is another problem. The problem is because muscle is metabolically active tissue and fat is not, okay? So the more fat we have, the slower our metabolism will be. The more muscle you have, the more calories you're burning, even when you're not exercising regularly. Now, according to the American Council on Exercise, loss of muscle mass can reduce your body's calorie burning abilities by between 1% to 2% per decade. So that winds up being a weight gain of about a pound to a pound and a half per year. It adds up. And now that's not just it. Let me give you a few more statistics to underscore why this weight gain is a problem for us ladies as we get older. And this is not meant to scare you. This is meant to inform you and empower you because I truly believe that when we know better, we have the power to do better. Listen to this. The International Journal of Epidemiology found that women who were overweight or obese at age 50 or older 50 or older, had a 28% greater risk of developing dementia compared to those of a normal weight, 28% greater risk. That risk is even greater in women who carried most of their weight in their midsection, that brown fat ladies in the midsection. The Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, found that routine weight gain in men and women from age 20 to 50 was associated with an increased risk of cancer, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and high blood pressure. Even a weight gain of just 10 pounds was associated with an increased risk. And then listen to this. Here's another. Studies that were published in the Annals of Internal Medicine found that being overweight or obese in middle age is even associated with a shorter lifespan overall. And as we know, middle age can be as young as 40. Okay, so these statistics are really, really important. And getting a handle on our weight is not just about getting in a dress or, you know, getting in a bikini or taking some really pretty Instagram shots. This is about the direct relationship, the, the increased risk, you know, of chronic health conditions that really drastically change the course of our life. Think about dementia. You know, I do a lot of mental health work in my clinical practice, especially with older adults. Those of me who live in the Mar those of you who know me who live in the Maryland region know that I do a lot of mental health work, especially for adults and seniors. And let me tell you, dementia is a life-changing disease. It is a family-changing disease. 
it impacts every single person in a family. And to be absolutely honest with you, I would not wish it on my worst enemy because it is absolutely life changing. And so to know that studies have shown that there is a 28% greater risk of developing dementia. You know, if we are overweight or obese at age 50 or older, that is something to really, really think about. So there's always this talk about reversing aging and all this kind of thing. But I'll tell you this, I really believe that the best thing we can do to support healthy aging is to engage in these practices like intermittent fasting that allow us to slow down some of these biological processes. Is it all biology? Are there other things, though, that are slowing down our metabolism as we age? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. There are four specific things that I want you to remember about your metabolism and these habits that will drastically alter your metabolism. Number one on my list, the absolute number one, is not getting enough sleep. Research has found that getting fewer than seven hours of sleep, seven hours of sleep impacts your glucose metabolism and impacts the length, the the leptin and ghrelin regulation in your body. Missing out on sleep can increase the risk of obesity, heart disease, a number of different chronic conditions. Okay, so not getting enough sleep, fewer than seven hours, is going to drastically alter your glucose metabolism, impact the release and regulation of leptin and ghrelin, and impact your metabolism overall. Okay, number two, not getting enough water. Honestly, not getting enough water. Dehydration does a real job on your muscles. It zaps their ability to burn calories. Muscle is metabolically active tissue, so dehydration interferes with your body's ability to use fat as fuel. That's something you need to know. So ladies and gentlemen, those of you who have been in weight loss programs, if you've been in the right kind of weight loss program, I'm sure you've been told you have to drink a specific amount of water every day. You have to stay well hydrated, okay? Because it does a real job on your muscles. It zaps their ability to burn calories efficiently. Number three, this is really important, doing the wrong exercises. Folks, I can't say enough about how important it is to get the right advice, the right support. You know, when people get frustrated with weight loss, I always ask, what have you been doing up till now? And 99% of the time, people say that they are doing things that they have piecemealed together. They have, you know, saw this on the internet, or they saw someone on Instagram, or they ordered this supplement that they read up on Folks, we've got to stop doing that. We've got to start using the resources that we have to do the right thing for the right reasons at the right time. 
I can't speak enough about the value of personal training. You know, there are apps out here that you can get personal training on. You know, there are YouTube videos that you can follow with professional personal trainers. And if it is within your capability and your budget, having a personal trainer who can show you exactly what you need to do to build muscle is so important. Many times we believe that in order to lose weight, we have to do all this cardio and go hard on cardio at the gym when that's really not true for weight loss. To really get your metabolism jump started, you have to add in muscle building exercises that come through resistance training because again, muscle is metabolically active tissue. Number four, which I cannot stress enough to stop doing, please stop doing this, starvation diets. If you are habitually under eating, skipping breakfast, skipping lunch, skipping dinner, because you believe that skimping on your plate is going to help you lose the weight, I'm here to tell you that it's not. In fact, it's going to actually do the, the opposite. When your body isn't getting the calories it needs to function properly and, and to survive, it actually goes into starvation mode, which means it's going to start conserving calories and it's going to shed even more muscle mass. Okay, so those are the four things, the four, you know, bad habits. I'm just going to say it that we all need to shed and stop doing. One, not getting enough sleep. Two, not drinking enough water and staying adequately uh, hydrated. Three, the wrong exercises, exercises that do not target muscle building and resistance training. And number four, starvation diets. If you don't do anything else to support your a healthy metabolism this year in 2023, I want you to do those four things. Start making your sleep at night your number one priority. Drink water. If you need a reminder, if you need a clock, if you need a timer, if you need to, you know, order a certain type of bottle, you know, or 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 you know, holder for your water, whatever the case may be drink water. Number three, exercise, muscle, 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 resistance training, resistance training, resistance training, and stop the starvation diets. Okay. Those are the four things I want you to remember if you don't remember anything else. Okay. So let's answer the question, what exactly is intermittent fasting? What is intermittent fasting? Well, in a very tight nutshell. It's really just eating within a restricted time frame that you decide upon. It's time-restricted eating, T-R-E for short. It's fasting for a set number of hours each day and only eating within a specific time frame or window. And I'm going to jump into that before you get scared and say, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to eat. I want you to you know, take a pause, take a step back, breathe, take a deep breath. <laughs> it is just time restricted eating within a specific time frame that you decide. Okay. There are two other ways or a few other ways, but let me, and let me just give you those two as well. There is whole day fasting where you fast for 24 hours. And then there's alternate day fasting, ADF or ESE, eat, stop, eat where you cycle through 24-hour periods of fasting and eating, 
right? So, you know, those are some different methods, but I really want to stick to the more common method uh, that I typically recommend for my coaching clients and my patients, which is intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, um, and more specifically, the 16-8 method. And I'm going to go into that in just a second. The good thing about intermittent fasting in general, the good thing is that there's nothing written in stone and you can always switch it up to your lifestyle. You can always switch it up. Nothing is written in stone. You're not signing a contract. This is something that is very easy to do based on your lifestyle. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a dime. It doesn't cost you a dime. So let's get started. Let's talk about why is intermittent fasting so ideal? Why should it be part of your wellness plan? What are the benefits? Let's jump into that. So this is the part I really enjoy when I'm teaching because there are so many benefits to fasting, especially intermittent fasting. I could teach this all day long. I could go on and on, but I'm going to give you the highlights. I'm going to give you the 30,000 foot view and the biggest benefits to intermittent fasting. So first and foremost, fasting gives your digestive system a break. When you're you're fasting, your body doesn't have to go through all of the stages of breaking down carbs from your bagel or your breakfast sandwich and all this other stuff and looking for fuel from your carbs. It has to go to its plan B, which is to burn fat for fuel. And it pulls all of those calories out of the closet and puts them to work in fat burning mode. Okay. So this is really huge for me, giving your digestive system a break and getting an alternative source for fuel, tapping an alternative source for fuel, that is really, really huge. Okay, so that is the first and most obvious benefit of intermittent fasting. Number two, fasting raises the level of human growth hormone or HGH. Now, why this is important is because human growth hormone helps preserve lean muscle mass while you're losing fat. Remember, you want to preserve lean muscle. Okay. And I ran across a study while I was prepping for this podcast that compared two groups, one that was on a calorie restricted diet, and then the other group that participated in fasting. And the group that was in the calorie restricted diet lost approximately four times as much lean muscle mass as the group that fasted. And they were actually hungrier than those who fasted. So Again, this is important. You don't want to be losing lean muscle mass, okay? You want to raise that level of HGH or human growth hormone, okay? Number three, fasting and specifically intermittent fasting curbs the cravings because it improves your insulin sensitivity and the messaging. When you're eating a meal, let's think about this. When you're eating a meal, that organ in your body called your pancreas secretes a really important hormone called insulin. Okay. Insulin's biggest responsibility is to carry the sugar or the glucose from your food into your cells. When you're eating all day long and your insulin is elevated or high, a message gets sent to tell your body that calories are available to be stored as fat. But the opposite is also true. When your insulin is low, it signals your body to pull calories from 
the fat storage. Okay, so in a nutshell, low insulin encourages fat burning. And when cells don't respond properly and efficiently to insulin, sugar remains in the bloodstream where it circulates, leading to high levels of blood sugar, which increases the risk of heart disease, kidney disease, vascular disease, and so on. And you remember my podcast on vascular disease, atherosclerosis, okay? So this is a good thing with fasting because it improves insulin sensitivity and messaging, okay? Number four, it causes ketosis, okay? Ketosis is a process that... um, Let me describe it this way. Ketosis is when your body burns fat instead of glucose for energy and fuel. The advantage of ketosis is that ketones produced from fat burning are really, really efficient with getting energy to cells. It's much more efficient than glucose, okay, than sugar. And when cells are fueled by ketone bodies, they actually run better. They're operating better, okay? So imagine your little cell having all of this signaling work that it needs to do and all this metabolism and methylation and all of this stuff that it has to do every single day, just know that that cell works easily, better, more efficiently when it's being fueled by ketones. This is why some people actually feel more energized during fasting, more energized, okay? And I have experienced this myself personally with intermittent fasting, more energized because your cells are using an alternative source of fuel. Another benefit of ketosis is that the fat gets burned for fuel. The fat that gets burned for fuel is often belly fat. So ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what I just said? The source of ketosis. The fat that gets burned for fuel is often belly fat, which is what most of us really want in the first place. That is fantastic. It's fantastic. Okay, let's keep going. Number five, cellular cleanup. Now, this is important. I mean, it's all important, but and it's all just so fascinating. But this is important because... Fasting triggers a natural process called autophagy. Autophagy. Basically, this is your body setting its main priorities, which is to conserve energy so that it can start cleaning up the house. Okay, it starts killing off cells that aren't healthy, recycling cells or parts of the cell that it no longer needs. This autophagy is a good thing because it makes sure that the body does its cleanup. It's like you taking a day off and saying, I've got to clean this house. I've got to take out the trash. I've got to do the dishes. I've got to wash the clothes. It makes space for cell renewal and cell optimization, which ultimately helps our bodies function better. And this is why experts believe that intermittent fasting is the key to slowing down the aging process. I don't like to say anti-aging because I really do think it's a misnomer. We are going to age. Everything in nature ages. Even the trees outside are aging. But this is about slowing down the process, okay, and allowing our bodies to, to sort of naturally mature, Okay, 
longevity and anti-aging is a, is a really big deal. And I want to dig down into this because experts believe that it's this uh, autophagy that helps reduce levels of unhealthy proteins that can lead to neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's disease, dementia. Remember that Alzheimer's disease, which is one of the leading causes of dementia, is thought to be caused by the buildup, the abnormal buildup of proteins in and around brain cells. Now, one of these proteins involved is called amyloid, and it's the deposits of amyloid that form plaques around these brain cells. There's another protein called tau, T-A-U, and deposits of which form tangles within these brain cells. So, you know, this buildup and these tangles are what research has, uh, you know, the the research believes, uh, has demonstrated that is the cause of Alzheimer's disease. Okay. And aside from proteins, there's some research that suggests that autophagy may inhibit the growth of cancerous cells. Guys, if you don't hear me what I'm saying, if you don't hear what I am saying, rewind this, rewind this. This is something that you can do for free for free that you don't need a prescription for to live longer and live better. Autophagy, intermittent fasting, slowing down the aging process, reducing your risk of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's disease. You've got to hear what I'm saying. I mean, you've got to hear what I am saying about intermittent fasting, okay? Heart protection, number seven. Fasting triggers cells to fight inflammation, which plays a key role in the development of plaque that leads to heart disease, heart attacks, and strokes. If you did not listen to my podcast a few episodes ago last year that I did on heart disease and atherosclerosis, just hit pause. Okay, better yet, don't even hit pause. Finish this podcast and go back and listen to that one. Folks, did you hear what I said about fasting trigger cells to fight inflammation? That is so huge. Number eight, mental health. Hear me on this. Metabolic switching. Metabolic switching reduces the oxidative stress that causes the kind of tissue damage that leads to so many chronic diseases. And there is belief that intermittent fasting can uh, boost the production of BDNF. What does that stand for? Brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Okay, brain health, brain health here with intermittent fasting, mental health. Who doesn't need their mental health optimized in the days that we are living now? The stress that we are under. Okay, I am not anti-medication by any stretch of the imagination. I truly believe that medication can go a long way for mental health. And I'm in clinical practice. I do this work every single day. I know the benefit of medication, but what I'm saying to you is that there are other things that you can be doing to optimize your mental health. Okay. Number nine, fasting may help your body fight cellular inflammation that is linked to diseases like arthritis, diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. I said that earlier. Inflammation. Okay. So again, if there's anything you want to be doing 
in your body is reducing inflammation, reducing cellular damage, optimizing metabolism, methylation, detoxification, helping these cells in your body to do the things they need to do. I hope you're hearing me, folks. I really do, because I believe in intermittent fasting with my whole heart. Fasting is a centuries-old process, uh, 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 practice that you know you hear about all over the world, all over the world. You know, it's not limited to a particular religion. It's not limited to particular population, race, gender, creed, none of that. People have been fasting for centuries. Okay, so this is nothing brand new. Don't let anyone tell you that this is brand new stuff because people have been doing fasting in one, you know, iteration or another for centuries because we know the science is there. The science is absolutely there. So I want to jump into some of the myths, okay? Because there are a lot of myths out here about intermittent fasting and, oh, you don't, you shouldn't do it and da-da-da and over 40 and blah, blah, blah. Myth number one is that you're going to be starving, okay? Absolutely false. Absolutely false. Many people, and I've seen this in my clinical practice and in my coaching work, many people who fast experience less hunger, less hunger, because hunger is often triggered by low blood sugar. When you're not eating, you're not secreting insulin, which means your blood sugar isn't yo-yoing up and down. Remember that in a healthy body, insulin rushes in after a meal to get that sugar going, okay, that glucose moving and into the cells. Also remember that insulin insulin release is triggered by sugary and carb-heavy foods. This is why eating a balanced meal you know, a meal that's balanced by lean proteins, healthy fats, whole grains, along with fiber is going to increase your satiety, your satisfaction, and keep those blood sugar fluctuations regulated. It's going to stop all this yo-yoing up and down. Okay. Myth number two, once you get started, you can't stop. You have to keep doing it. Absolutely false. Okay. Intermittent fasting is just time restricted eating. You can always change the window of time that you're doing time restriction. You can do it from morning to afternoon, move it from afternoon to night. Okay. You can change this around to fit your lifestyle. That's the beauty of it. Okay. You can stop and start. You know, if there's a reason that you need to stop or if the weekends, you know, you know, there's something else going on. There's no law, there's no rule that you have to do it every single day of your life without pause or that you can't change the window of time restriction, okay? Another myth, number three, that it's the latest fad. Well, it may feel like the latest fad to some people, but as I said earlier, this is absolutely false because fasting has been around for centuries. And to be honest with you, it is a major part of many major religions. Muslims have Ramadan, Jewish um, people have Yom Kippur, Christians have Lent, Hindus have Ikadashi, the most commonly observed fast twice a month, and so on. So intermittent fasting is most definitely not new and it's most definitely not a fad. I always say just because I am 
just now hearing about something doesn't mean that it's brand new. Okay. So if this is brand new to you, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's brand new. It's just brand new to you. Okay. Number four, fasting will screw up your metabolism. It's going to make you gain weight, especially if you're over 40. Absolutely false. It's actually the opposite. And let me, you know, here's another study that I ran across. There's a study that showed that intermittent fasting can actually or may actually cause a rise in the hormone uh, norepinephrine, which doubles during fasting and increases metabolism. That was a very interesting study. I'm happy to share that if you're one of my listeners and you want to you want to tune into that study. Um, but absolutely false. It's not going to screw up your metabolism, um, especially if it's done right and done consistently. Okay, done right. It's important that we do things the right way. Okay. Intermittent fasting is not safe over 40. That's another myth. Absolutely false. And I talked about this already. There are quite a few studies that have looked at lifestyle interventions for weight loss, especially and specifically intermittent fasting in different age groups. Um, There's another study I ran across, one that looked at fasting in individuals under 60 and one over 60. And there was no statistically significant difference other than the fact that the older group had a higher success rate with weight loss. What you will gain, what you will gain is a lowered risk for age-related disease. So of course, you know, this is something that you need to talk about with your own healthcare provider. If you have healthcare, health conditions already, But that is the beauty of intermittent fasting is lowering your risk for age related chronic diseases. Okay, here's another myth. You're going to be exhausted with intermittent fasting. You're going to be tired, sluggish. You're going to be sleeping at your desk. Absolutely false. Many people who've tried intermittent fasting, I said this earlier, feel more energized because they're burning fat for fuel instead of glucose. Fat for fuel is more efficient, okay? There's also the belief that cellular change happens, that there's an increase in the number of mitochondria in cells. Remember back in biology class in high school, mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. So when those are replenished, we can actually find an increase in cellular energy capacity. Increase. That is absolutely huge absolutely huge. This is a good thing, folks. These are really good things. So I wanted to just demythify intermittent fasting so that you know what the truth is. You know what the science is. Okay. So now that we know all of those benefits, how do you make intermittent fasting work for you? We talked about the main benefits of intermittent fasting. For ladies and gentlemen over 50, weight loss, cellular maintenance, cellular repair, reducing insulin resistance, hormone balancing, okay? These are the benefits. How do you make it work for you? This is what I want you to know before you begin and before you even consider intermittent fasting. Here are some of the challenges that you may experience. Number one, your family and friends may not get it. Why are you not eating? We're going to this party. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. How come you're not eating? Okay, be prepared for family and friends who may not get it, but you have to tell yourself why you are doing this for yourself. 
You are doing this for all of the reasons that I just talked about. Cellular maintenance, you know, reducing your risk of chronic diseases, you know, reducing your insulin resistance, balancing your hormones. You are worth it. Okay. Family and friends may not get it, but that has to be okay. Intermittent fasting is going to feel a little weird because with less eating comes less shopping, less cooking, less cleaning. But guess what? You can fill in that space with other things. Think of all the time you're going to free up if you're not shopping and cooking three meals a day and all these snacks and whatnot. Okay. You're going to free up your budget. You're eating that much less and you can fill in that space doing something you actually love to do, which is learning, reading, exercising, you know, knitting, whatever the case, gardening in my case. Okay. Here's another challenge, temptations, temptations. And it's not the hunger that you're going to have to deal with. It's not the hunger, but the temptation that that about food being just everywhere because food and conversations about food are everywhere. We gather around food. We talk about food. We travel somewhere. And what's the first thing you see in the airport after you pass through security? Food. Log on to social media. Food. Your friends are posting about their date they got together and there's food. There's travel pictures. People are going someplace. They take a picture of Food. Everywhere you look, there is food and talking about food and pictures of food. I've seen some people go all the way across the world on different you know, trips to other countries. And I'm like, oh my God, I would love to see, you know, the, the hotel they stayed in or that love to see the mountains that they climbed. And what will I see is just picture after picture after picture of food. And that's not a judgment. I mean, it's, you know, it's their social media feed. They can do what they want. But everywhere you look, there is food. There's the temptation in that way. So you may have to do the unthinkable, which is to unfollow some of your favorite accounts on social media because it may be it may be very challenging okay that may be your challenge not actual hunger but just the sight of food everywhere okay before you start thinking about intermittent fasting here's another thing i want you to know understand the science and how it works educate yourself okay educate yourself intermittent fasting is simple in theory but it's not so simple in science okay much of it goes against what you've always been told which is that you have to eat three meals a day and such and such you want to educate yourself so that you understand what's happening in your body you want to understand the nutritional science maybe a bit of the history and the religious connotations as well as your circadian rhythms and the connection to that and i did a uh, podcast episode on circadian rhythms and sleep and whatnot. Do your due diligence to be educated about this, folks. This is in the SIVA circle. We work really, really hard. That's my my membership community. We work really hard to understand not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it, you know, to get fit and functional for life. Okay. So you really want to drill down and understand. There are loads of books on the internet, um, nutritionists and, and dietitians. I love registered dietitians and nutritionists for this because they just dig down into the science and they'll help you understand 
You know, if your insurance allows you to have a nutritionist on your healthcare team, do that this year. Please invest in a coach this year. Please. It's not worth going it alone and alone and getting all this wrong and then getting frustrated and then being the person on the social media that says it doesn't work. Please don't do that. Please invest in your education for yourself. You are so worth it. Okay. Get an idea of what to expect. Okay. That's a whole separate episode that I could do. But I just want to say um, really quickly, just for the first four to eight hours, you're likely going to feel fine because your body's going to be running off of the fuel from your last meal. So if you had carbs in your last meal, you may just have a little bit of hunger, but not a whole lot. Okay. Um, the eight to 12 hour mark, And this means eight to 12 hours worth of intermittent fasting time. You may start feeling some hunger because your body isn't getting that glucose from the food as it usually does. So it has to start a process called gluconeogenesis. It starts to break down a substance in the liver called glycogen, which is called glycogenolysis. At the 12 to 18 hour mark, this is the 12 to 18 hours worth of fasting. This is the window of time when the glycogen stores are just about gone. So now your body turns to its plan B, which is the stored fat. So your uh, liver begins to break down fat something called ketone bodies form. I talked about those ketones before. I talked about ketosis. This is the point when a lot of people who are new to intermittent fasting start feeling a little tired, maybe even a little nauseated. Um, But those who are used to intermittent fasting actually report feeling more alert, more energetic, more focused. I know for me, when I'm at that 16 hour mark, I really do feel more energized, more energized, more alert, more focused. Of course, everyone's different. This may be different for you, but it's just sort of a an overview of what you may experience. And if you go so far as the 18 to 24 hour mark, this is where that thermostat Your metabolism really gets turned up in a process called lipolysis. The liver is really pumping out ketones really fast. And the more they build up, the more signals your body is receiving that ultimately reduce inflammation and repair damaged cells. So that is like the 30,000 foot view of what to expect with intermittent fasting. And the last thing that I want to offer you in this podcast episode is how to decide, how to decide whether intermittent fasting is for you. The first question that you want to be asking, and I'm asking you and you want to be talking about with your healthcare provider is, do you have a health condition like type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, or insulin resistance? Because this is going to put you in a different category. You really want to be safe with fasting or intermittent fasting if you have any of these health conditions, okay? Are you taking any prescription medications that have to be taken with food? Again, this is going to make the difference for you in when you are doing your timing with fasting, okay? If you have a medication that you take with food, and you have to take that medication first thing in the morning, then this may change things for you. So again, this is something you want to talk about with your healthcare provider. 
Question number three, how do you typically manage your hunger? What do you usually do when you're having these hunger pangs, okay, or these, you know, feelings of being starving, so to speak, okay? How do you typically manage that? Because this is something you're going to have to plan around if you're doing intermittent fasting. Question number four, do you have any dietary restrictions? Are there any particular things that you're not able to eat, have to eat at a certain time or certain, you know, time of the year, you know, religious practices, things like this? This is something that you want to be keyed into. Why are you fasting in the first place? Are you looking for fast results, you know, to weight loss or are you trying to get over a weight loss plateau? These are some questions you want to ask also, because this is going to make the difference for you in the type of fasting you choose, whether you're going to do alternate day or intermittent, uh, time restricted, uh, whole day fasting. That's a question you want to ask yourself. Okay. Question number six, do you want health benefits beyond just weight loss? Again, this is an important question to ask because these will, this will determine what kind of fasting method would be best for you. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm a big fan of the intermittent fasting, the 16 hours worth of fast, the eight hours of the uh, eating window. Um, but everyone's choices are different for their different healthcare, you know, conditions and different reasons for intermittent fasting. Another question is, does your social life frequently involve eating out? You know, again, if you're doing intermittent fasting and then you're a person who has a lot of business meetings where you're, you know, meeting with people around food or, you know, going to conventions where there's a lot of food and things like this, how's your social life set up around meals and meal planning and, you know, your work. So you want to set yourself up for success by examining what your lifestyle is and how you can build this around your lifestyle. How often do you work out? This is another question because again, if you're doing intermittent fasting and you have, you know, 16, eight schedule and you're exercising during the time of the intermittent fasting window or the autophagy window, you're going to really experience more benefits on, you know, on the weight loss end because you're maximizing the energy potential during the intermittent fasting window period. Um, do you hate meal prepping and cooking? Okay. This is another question that I often ask a lot of my coaching clients because intermittent fasting does require a certain amount of meal prep, a certain amount of sort of like thinking forward and forward planning. So again, this is something you want to think about when you are planning fasting as a method for weight loss and health optimization and um, getting your metabolism regulated, hormone balancing and whatnot. These are some really specific questions that will help you to determine whether or not intermittent fasting is helpful for you and what kind of schedule you want to set up for yourself. Okay. So these are important questions to think about. All of these things, these tips and strategies and questions are going to be in the show notes. So I want to encourage you to have a look at the show notes, download that, um, because that's really super important 
for deciding how you want to set yourself up for success and to really, really get the full benefits of intermittent fasting. So that's it, folks. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Healthy House Calls with Angel. I hope you have learned everything, everything you've ever wanted to know about intermittent fasting and why it is so important, so important when we reach this magical stage in life called midlife, which actually starts at 40 for a lot of us. I hope you've learned everything you need to know. And folks, let me tell you something. Intermittent fasting is one of the most powerful tools in my toolkit. Most powerful tools has helped me sleep better, has helped me feel more refreshed, more energized, more excited about my life, right? Because you know, when you're sleeping better and you're eating better and you're moving better, you show up in your life differently. And that's, let me just make this last point. Don't you want to show up in your life differently this year? Don't you want this year to be better? Don't you want more clarity, more courage, more confidence to start designing the life you deserve? I mean, I know I do. I know I do. I can only speak for myself. I know I do. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I know you want to feel more clarity, courage, and confidence in your life too. And I decided to do something really special this January. January 18th, January 18th, 2023. Write this down. 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, 5 p.m. in the UK. I am holding, hosting space to start talking about something really important with goal setting. 21 questions for extraordinary goal setting is what I'm talking about. That is the webinar. 21 questions for extraordinary goal goal setting. You're going to get my complete course book. You're going to get 45 mindset shifts and my action plan worksheet to start supercharging your goals. Guys, I want you to start doing your year and your month and your weeks differently. I want you to know the power of asking important questions because you know what? The best answers, the best answers come from asking the best questions. And I'm going to give you that in my webinar. This is a live teaching. This is a live teaching on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. This is prime time, folks. Okay. 21 questions for extraordinary goal setting. You're going to get the complete course book. You're going to get my specific mindset shifts. My specific. This comes from years of clinical practice, years of coaching. Okay, you're going to get my action plan worksheet to start supercharging your goals because guess what? The right answers come from asking the right questions. No more going into the year just blindly sitting down and doing reflection and writing down intentions and writing down goals. No, no, no. I want you to start asking yourself the powerful, the extraordinary, the transformative, life-changing questions that are going to help you start designing the life you deserve. This is it, guys. I want you in on this teaching. So hop on over to the show notes. Get the link to register because I'm I'm not, this is not going to be like 5,000 people. Like I am making this short space, small space, right? Because I want to talk to you. I want to hear what you are struggling with. I want to hear the questions that you're asking yourself and what answers you're getting and why this is not helping you 
get where you want to get to in your life. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how you want to ask and formulate the right questions to get extraordinary results. It's time to start getting results. No more just taking all these master classes and, you know, signing up for this and reading that and scrolling through the internet. No, no, no. It's time to start getting some real results. And you get results when you ask the right questions. And that's what I want to give you in this webinar. AngelVShannon.com. That's my home base. You can find out everything that I'm doing at Siva Health Group and at the Siva Institute. You can get plugged into my weekly newsletter where I give out, you know, Monday mindset mastery, tips, tools, and strategies to help you live longer and live better. My Wednesday newsletter that goes out every single Wednesday, updates on my podcast, updates on live teachings, all that's going on in the SEVA circle, my private membership community where membership will be opening up again in two more weeks. So guys, I want you in on this. I want to help you live longer and live better, change your life, not just your symptoms, and help you start designing the life you desire and the life you know that you deserve, okay? Get registered for this event January 18th, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern Time, 5 p.m. in the UK. 21 questions for extraordinary goal setting. You're going to get my workbook, complete course workbook, my 45 mindset shifts, and my action plan worksheet to supercharge your goals. Hop on over to the show notes, get that registration link, and let's get going. Let's get started with clarity, courage, and confidence in 2023. Take good care, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Be well, be good to yourself, and never, ever, 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 ever be afraid to be amazing. Take good care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I hope today's episode leaves you feeling inspired, motivated, and empowered to live your best life by applying the practical tools of holistic lifestyle medicine to eat, sleep, move, and live better. Please don't forget to subscribe wherever you receive this podcast, check in for show notes, and share this podcast with friends. If you'd like even more tips in your inbox, subscribe to my newsletter. Healthy House Calls with Angel by using the link in the show description. Until next time, be well and be good to yourself.